the daily meditation, prayer, and Bible readings and saints of the day for October 4th, 2019. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thou who at all times and at every hour, in heaven and on earth, art worshipped and glorified, O Christ God, who art long-suffering, plenteous in mercy, most compassionate, who loves the righteous and have mercy on sinners, who calls all men to salvation through the promise of good things to come. Receive, O Lord, our prayer at this hour. Guide our life toward your commandments. Sanctify our souls. Make chaste our bodies. Correct our thoughts. Purify our intentions and deliver us from every sorrow, evil, and pain. Compass us about with your holy angels, that guarded and guided by their array, we may attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of your unapproachable glory. For blessed art thou unto the ages of ages. Amen. Today's Epistle reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 7 through 17. Brethren, we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us. For He has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of His will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth, in him according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will. We who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of His glory. In Him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to you. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. The Gospel reading today is from St. Luke, Chapter 7, verse 31 through 35. The Lord said, To what shall I compare the men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, We piped to you and you did not dance, we wailed and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say, He has a demon. 
The Son of Man has come eating and drinking. And you say, Behold, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. Today's meditation is on the epistle reading. On St. Paul's words, We have redemption through the blood of Christ. St. John Chrysostom speaks on this verse, on these words of St. Paul, and he says the following. He says, The one who is yet to be redeemed is a captive, is a slave. He has ceased to be free by coming under the power of the enemy. So we are captives in this world and bound by the yoke of slavery to the principalities and powers. By that he means the demons, the devil and the demons. So we are captives in this world and bound by the yoke of slavery to the principalities and powers, unable to release our hands from our chains. So we raise our eyes upward until the Redeemer arrives. This is a very uh, powerful verse and explanation of, of the words of St. Paul by St. John Chrysostom. We have redemption through the blood of Christ. How without the blood of Christ we remain slaves, we remain captives until we are redeemed. And of course, this redemption happens through our baptism, and it happens when we receive the blood of Christ through Holy Communion. We are continually being redeemed, first in our baptism, and every time that we sin and we are forgiven of that sin through our confession, through our repentance, and through receiving the Holy Communion, the blood of Christ. He goes on to now speak about this incredible love of God and what He accomplishes uh, as, as our redemption. And he says, he makes this point, he says, the wonder is not only that He gave His Son, but that He did so in this way, by sacrificing the one he loved. It is astonishing that he gave the beloved, now this is God the Father giving his son, the beloved. It is astonishing that he gave the beloved for those who hated him. See how highly he honors us. St. John Chrysostom says, look at how much God loves us, how much he honors us. He goes on, if even when we hated him and were enemies, he gave the beloved, what will he not do for us now? That's a powerful way of expressing the character, the personality, if you will, of God and how He thinks of us. 
how he regards us, not as uh, somehow inferior to him or below him, but he exalts us, he honors us. Imagine, imagine the love of God and his respect for us. Do we have the same love for God? Do we have that same honor for God? Do we have that same respect for God? I think we do, but oftentimes we don't. And this is why we have to remind ourselves with this verse that we have redemption through the blood of Christ, with the words of St. Paul, and exactly what we've received, this amazing gift, this amazing blessing and love of God that we could never repay, that we could never return. But our Christian life is exactly that, is a response to this amazing love of God for us, a response to His respect for us and His honoring of us by respecting and honoring Him, His Son, His Church, and our Orthodox faith. The Epistle reading also has another interesting uh, verse in it where St. Paul says that in Christ, he says, quote, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. What does it mean to unite all things in Christ? In addition to redeeming us, saving us from death, from the devil, Christ is that way of uniting all things, restoring all things, recovering all things that belong to God in Christ, through Christ, and with Christ. And this happens through the church. There's a third century uh, Christian theologian by the name of Gaius Marius Victorinus. And he says the following about this verse, about this idea of uniting all things in Christ. He says, It is not all things indifferently that are restored, but all things that are in Christ, both those that are in heaven and those that are on the earth, but only those that are in Christ. Others are strange to him. Whatever things then are in Christ, it is these that are revitalized and rise again, whether in heaven or in earth. For he is salvation, he is renewal, he is eternity. This is a very important thing to understand that Christ clearly says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from Christ, there is nothing. Apart from Christ, there is no renewal, there is no life. God has made Christ truly the resurrection. He goes on to say, I am the resurrection and the life. 
In other words, nothing can exist unless it is joined to Christ, unless it is in Christ. This is a profound thought and um, something I think we have a hard time to understand and to believe. That Christ is not simply a philosopher, he's not simply just another religious teacher, he's not simply one of many, you know, wise uh, uh, theologians or, or, or prophets. He is the nucleus, he is the center, he is the source of life, of existence, now and in the future, in the new world. That anything and anyone that is not in Christ, that has not been restored in Christ, cannot live, cannot have existence. And so Christianity is not simply a matter of following some ethical rules and moral rules and being a good person. Absolutely, those must be done. But that's not what uh, is um, the main reason for Christianity. The main reason for Christianity is to save the world, is to bring all things to Christ so that they can live because He lives, because He is resurrected. And nothing that wants to be resurrected can be resurrected unless it is joined to Him. Again, this is what happens in our baptism. We die with Christ in the waters and we, are, we rise again. We are resurrected, we are restored in the baptismal waters. And we are renewed. Now we live out that renewal the rest of our lives. We live out that restoration. We live out that identity we have as Christians, as being joined to Christ. And of course we fail and we fall and we sin, but then God lifts us back up. He restores us, continually restores us in Christ, through the church, through the holy sacraments, and through our efforts of prayer, of fasting, of love, of repentance. And slowly, we are truly born again. We are truly made into a new creation. Today we commemorate the saints, Herotheus, Bishop of Athens. According to some, Herotheus, like St. Dionysius, was a member of the court of Mars Hill. Having first been instructed in the faith of Christ by Paul, he became Bishop of Athens. He, in turn, initiated the divine Dionysius, who we commemorated yesterday, more perfectly into the mysteries of Christ. The latter, on his part, elaborated more clearly and distinctly Herotheus's concise and summary teachings concerning the faith. He too was brought miraculously by the power of the Holy Spirit to, the, to be present at the Dormition of the Theotokos, when, together with the sacred apostles, he became a leader of the divine hymnody, hymnody, hymns of the church. He was wholly transported, wholly outside himself, and was so deeply absorbed in communion with the sacred things he celebrated in hymnology, that to all who heard him and saw him and knew him, and yet knew him not, he seemed to be inspired of God, a divine hymnographer, as Dionysius says 
of him. Having lived in a manner pleasing to God, he reposed in the Lord. Today we also commemorate Domnina the martyr and her daughters and John the hermit. Our scriptural memory verse of today is from Psalm 116, verse 13. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. What a beautiful verse. And the cup of salvation is none other than our Holy Communion. And calling on the name of the Lord is none other than the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. And this is how we repay the Lord. We repay Him by accepting His salvation. There's nothing we can repay Him with. There's nothing we can give for our salvation. There's nothing we can earn or do to earn it. The way we repay him is to simply receive his gift. Isn't that something? What a different way of, of being and thinking, isn't it? Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, Lord Jesus Christ, our God, have mercy on us and save us. Amen. Today's daily act of kindness. Send anonymous flowers or even a note to someone and wish them a blessed day.